You're, You're listening, listening to, to Death, Death Metal, Metal Disco. Disco. Hello, hello, hello. It has been a very long time since I've bothered to do anything with the podcast, and I apologize for that. I've taken a much-needed, very long break. So, welcome to Season 2 of the Death Metal Disco Podcast. I'm James. Uh, I'm going to keep this intro really, really quick because this is almost a two-hour episode. Uh, I will be talking to my friend Steve. Steve Bogar. He is the singer of a band here in Denver called Seed of the Sorcerer, Womb of the Witch. You can find them on bandcamp.com. I don't know if they're on the other uh, streaming platforms, but I will definitely link their bandcamp in the description of this. You should check them out if you like your your metal kind of stonery doomy and brutal. They uh Steve's Steve's got fucking killer vocals and uh yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. My next episode will be uh probably more me rambling and not so much talking to somebody maybe i don't know i'm probably going to put out a new episode every two weeks as opposed to every week just because my work schedule is crazy so i'll see what i can do but i love you all so much thanks for listening and thank you for your patience for all of those who have reached out i really truly appreciate it love you be safe oh yeah My wife is in the background correcting me on how long the cat's been dead. She's like, it's two years, not one year. That sounds about right. Today? She's she's now, she's telling me it's the cat's death anniversary. <clears throat> oh my God, today? Yeah, that's what she's saying. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Way to bring I wouldn't have thought down. about it, but thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a good day before. Like, no, that yeah, was right. all shit. <laughs> Perfectly fine Saturday morning. Well, let's think about the dead cat. Oh, man. One out for the homies. <laughs> right. You can come with him still. So, what else is new, brother? Oh, man. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> That's a loaded question. <clears throat> right. Mostly just work shit, but yeah, you know, bands doing doing stuff, or at least waiting for stuff to do. So yeah, we're doing a bit of that. <laughs> we're, we're having our first like actual practice in two years, like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw your post uh, or the band's post on Instagram yeah. with the drums. Yeah. It's, and has definitely. it been pandemic related that you didn't, you didn't, uh, yeah, it's been like, it's probably good to get out of the way now. Cause I don't want to talk any shit about my bandmates, yeah, no. <laughs> but not, not, <laughs> not talking shit, but, uh, so, you know, like the first little bit of the pandemic, it was kind of like, all right, well, we'll just cool off. No big deal. Right. Um, everybody else, we all have life shit going on. I bought a house, yeah. bass player, I had a second kid, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was all that kind of crap. We're all at the then, age uh, where that but, stuff happens now. Yes. And then, uh, but our, uh, Corey, our guitar player, he was like, he got really, really wigged out by the pandemic and was very, you know, xenophobic, like sure. not xenophobic, agoraphobic, <laughs> excuse me, just like not leaving the house, not seeing anybody. He had heavy restrictions at work, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. And, 
so we we like accepted the offer for this show and i was fully convinced we were going to do it without him and then i guess that's what like lit the fire under his ass he's like oh yeah let's do it but th- the reason it took so long is all our shits at his place oh days. yeah <clears throat> so we just kept not going to get all the shit <laughs> so. yeah that's that's pretty standard like we we keep all our shit at our drummer's house and the right. pandemic stuff, like we were pretty leery at first, like especially after lockdown. You know, once the lockdown happens, right. we we're like, do we, do we want to try? Because it's just three of us that live here. Um, right. Derek, our other guitar player, lives in the Bay Area, and then our bass player is living in. He lives in New Mexico, so getting together yeah. as a whole is not something right. we could do regularly. But, um, excuse me, just burping into the microphone. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so. I had been sick for the first three months of 2020, um, had fucked up back and all that shit. And by the time I got better, it was right as everything went into lockdown. And so right about that time is when we started practicing just as a three piece again. And even, even with a lockdown, I think we waited a couple weeks just to see. And then we're like, so, you know, how do we feel? Do we feel okay? Like, should do we? And, we said, well, if anybody even has like the sniffles, we're we're just not gonna do it. And so that's kind of how we've been doing right. it the whole time. Like even even lately, we've probably been practicing more. I've had to cancel for work a couple times. We had some right. other Ryan got sick, so <clears throat> pretty sure he had COVID, but he didn't get get tested. Right. Yeah, I just got done with the Rona. It was fucking. It was like the least stressful thing that's happened to me in the last six months. That's <laughs> I had sad. no symptoms. I had no symptoms and just had to sit at home for a week. Oh, <laughs> it's like, not... all right. So you <laughs> tested positive, but no symptoms. Yeah. So I like. I don't. I don't get headaches very often. And I woke up to go to work that morning, and I just had like a really bad headache. Oh yeah. There was there was tests at work. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just gonna take the test just to see. And sure enough. Yeah. So, but yeah, no cough, no fever. Like, <clears throat> I woke I had, up. I was, I was kind of achy for a day or two, and right. that was really about it. I broke a fever because I had mine over the week of Thanksgiving, and oh, I woke. Isn't up. that funny? We're at the point where I had mine when. Right. Like, <laughs> when did it hit you? Where were you when nine eleven happened? Like, this is, I'm gonna remember this forever. So, I woke up the Thursday before Thanksgiving, and I had a, a brand new cough, and I was like, "Don't, don't fucking tell me! Don't tell me that I got COVID." So I was like, we'll see how it goes. By the end of the day, I had a cough and a brutal headache, brutal headache. I was like, hmm, interesting. We'll see how tomorrow goes. And I told my boss, because I work from home most of the time. I told my boss, he's like, just FYI, I'm planning on going getting tested for the Rona tomorrow. And and she's like, okay, just keep me posted. And uh, so sure enough, the next day I woke up and it was even worse. No fever, just the cough. And the cough wasn't horrific. But it was bad and it was dry. And I was like, hmm, okay. So sure enough, I went and got tested. Just that there's a urgent care just five minutes from my house and uh, walked in and got tested. And then they're like, oh, give us 15 minutes. About 10 minutes later, a doctor, not the guy who took the test, um, but a doctor came in. He's like, hey, I'm, he's got a paper. I'm doctor so-and-so. And as soon as he had the paper, I was like, fuck, here we go. And right. he fist bumps me. He's like, I'm Dr. So-and-so. We fist bump. He's like, congratulations, you have it. <laughs> I'm like, fucking yeah, shit. Geez. Really, you're congratulating people? And he's like, oh, you know what to do, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Give yourself 10 days from the onset of symptoms. I was like, that's yesterday. He's like, okay, so you're already started. <laughs> like, all right. all right. Stayed home. I worked a little bit. I was off the week of Thanksgiving, so 
I didn't have anything to do really. Right. And then I, I played just lots and lots and lots and lots of Xbox <laughs> and, and try not to die. I overdosed on like Robitussin and NyQuil and tea. I've never drank that much tea in my entire life. My throat yeah. hurt, but was, that was because of the coughing and my head hurt. So the headaches, I broke a fever one day and I think that was like day five or six. It was like 101 or 102, something yeah. like that. Nothing crazy. Um, Right. And other than the lack of energy, I didn't have yeah. much for body aches, just complete exhaustion. And I didn't do anything, just completely wiped out. Right. And then the headache and the, the cough was no bueno. And then I lost my sense of smell too. And that, yeah. that sucked. And then I was drinking a, a black chai tea or black, yeah, it was a chai, chai tea. And right. loved the way it smelled. And when I could smell that again, I was like, oh, think i'm healing <laughs> right. i got that spiritual healing going on i drank so much fucking tea though my god tea and water and nyquil i'm so bad at drinking water it reminds me i should drink some right now i drink about six liters a day look not yeah. the last couple days the last couple days i've eaten a lot and that makes me less thirsty but uh <laughs> Yeah, I try to drink about six liters a day. It's harder when I travel, which I travel for work. And yeah, I've been on the road for the last five weeks. I go out again tomorrow. And Shit. That makes it a little difficult, but right. I just mostly because I, I'm training people, so I can't just be like, "Hang on, guys, gotta go piss again for the ninth time." Um, right. But then once I get back to the hotel room, I just, I just go full, full Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bad about it. I get chided by my wife about it often. So most people are. She's like, "Oh, you've already you're on your fourth cup of coffee." But <laughs> yeah. So we're already recording. Just FYI. Cool. All good. <clears throat> um, how do you even say your last name? Is it Bogar? I've always said Bogar. Yeah, that's correct. All right, cool. Like Humphrey without the T. That's correct. Just how I have been saying it, but yeah. So Steve, I'm here with Steve Bogar from Seat of the Sorcerer, Womb of the Witch from Denver, Colorado, Denver-ish, Denver-related, Denver-adjacent. You live in Aurora yeah, still, right? I do. So I don't think you're, you're very also, far from me. I'm down by Southlands. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, not very far. I'm Hamden and Tower. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was, I was going to stop by a liquor store up there today to look for something that I don't think they actually have. Oh, there you go. I forgot what it is now, so... Probably not going to go. <laughs> I was all about it yesterday, and I'm like, now I can't even remember what it was. Some some bourbon. Whatever. Yeah, there you go. Hampton Tower is a nice area, though. I, I like yeah. that area. Yeah, it's good. Enjoy it. So, you get your smoke all situated? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Got my little jar of weed right here. I got my pipe. I'm all set. Whatever. Good man. Good man. I'm smoking a cigar I picked up in Sacramento a couple I know. I can ago. see you on the. I can see you on the video. Yeah. Is my camera not on? No. Nope. Oh, well, fuck. I didn't even realize. Hold up. <laughs> you don't need it. I'm not recording the video, but unless you want me to. Oh, it says it's off already. What the fuck, camera? You're on Did your you computer. Yeah. Hold I'm up. just glad I remembered my password because I paid for the Zoom subscription last year. There he is. Hey. Got the flannel because it's Colorado. Right, and I've entered <laughs> that. I'm in the back half of my 30s, fat guy, time to have a flannel phase. So uh, that is not a phase I have ventured into yet. So that's okay. But Stay I've always friend. been the fat guy, and now I'm in my 40s. You're, you're, 
<laughs> yeah. Flannels I always associate with like the lumberjack community and right. like nineties uh, grunge bands. Right. That's I tend to I don't it. know, just, I think it's just the way I look. I tend to get more of the the lumberjack look than like the oh, hair. Yeah. Hair, so yeah. with the beard and everything that's right par for the course, so no big deal. Right. Um yeah. So you're my first guest of season two of the Death Metal Disco podcast. Woo, woo. Hey. I really, really thank you for doing it. Um, I fucking appreciate you having me on, dude. It's fun. <clears throat> I've been talking about trying to get guests for a long time, and I had two um, before. I had Greg Burgess from Allegion, just because he and I are homies. We go way back. Like I was in Allegion before he was in Allegion. And uh, so he's a poser, is what you're saying. He's a po- he's a total fake. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to play guitar. I don't know. He plays too many strings. Um, that's not true at all. The guy is a ninja. Um, where was I going to go with that? Oh yeah. And then I had my mom. My mom came on in. That's fucking awesome. June. Yeah, she's a psychic medium by profession. Holy shit. So. I tell people that and they're like, dude, your mom sounds cool as fuck. And I was like, she's pretty cool. Like kind of crazy, but you kind of have to be. And so it was a good episode. People gave me a lot of really good feedback on that. I was nice. surprised actually, because I didn't well, think that, people were like, you and your mom just, you know, you, you get along so well. I was like, you yeah, kind of hope, hope so. so. <laughs> yeah. Right. If we didn't, I wouldn't have said, Hey mom, you want to be a guest on my podcast? I would have just. Right, I get along with my mom, but she would be a fucking boring podcast guest. So. <laughs> People always ask my mom, if, or ask me if my mom's ever given me readings and stuff, and she used to way back when I was a kid, but nothing ever uh, came of right. it. My sister insists that she, that she predicted her meeting my brother-in-law now. My sister mm. says that my mom told her about that, but I think too much of the mom part of her brain <laughs> kicks in, so she tells me what... Right. Like, I don't think she means to. I think she just tells me what she thinks I'd like to hear. Uh, right. But, I mean, I've had long, long time when she still lived here. Um, some of my friends, my best friends, they all got readings from her. And they're like, nice. dude, your mom is amazing. I'm like, okay. Cool. That's awesome. Glad she gets it for somebody. Like, whatever. Yeah, right. But, you know, it is. So that that episode, really, the Burgess episode went really well. That We were just chilling in his kitchen. And, uh. Just chat. It was a two-hour fucking episode. Nice. Just because we didn't shut up. Like it was, we never see yeah. each other, especially now that he lives in Canada, and sort of splits his time. He comes back when he's got band stuff to do. Because <clears throat> right. Legion's got people here, and then uh, Nuclear Power Trio. He's right. actually coming back. I think in four days. And sometime see, soon. And see the, the the thing about the thing about those bands is they have these things called fans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, and you know what people don't know um, very very often, except for like locals. A lot of the locals will still know that that I was in the band before they got signed, and I quit um, before they got signed because I was just burned out, burned out. And told them if you don't get signed, if you don't go and get signed with the music you guys are writing, then you have fucked up severely. And right. sure enough, like later that year, they signed with Metal Blade. I was like, kind of sad, but at the same time, I just. I wasn't right. at that point anymore where I wanted to try and do it all the time. And yeah, having I'm to drive stuck. to Fort Collins a few times you, a week was killing me financially. Right. The only reason this band, my band works is because we at least all 
are on the same page about that. None of us want to like kill ourselves doing this band, oh, yeah. or, you know, for any reason. Like it's got to be fun. Oh yeah. And if we're not, and if things take, if things take a minute, then they're just gonna take a minute and like whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah, that's so. that's how Empyrean's been going for. Yeah, it's just since they reformed. Tempered expectations and you know. Yeah. Just doing it for us, really. We're like, maybe we'll get away for a weekend, go like on a little weekend tour. And I'm right. like, when? Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to have time to do that? Right. So, and this this recording process, uh, you know, the the album we did before Perdition, the second album, right. um, that was all DIY. We did everything right. ourselves, so, and it took fucking forever. You know, it's funny you bring that up because <clears throat> this morning I decided I should just pick a random episode of your podcast to listen to just to kind of get get the mojo on. And I, I listened to that episode where you talked about that doing that record. And I think what else did you talk about? You talked about the new Fear Factory record. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Father's Day episode. Uh, the Father's Day episode. All right. Good times. I, haven't, I hardly ever, like, I'll listen to my episodes, like, when I edit them. Right. Sometimes I'll go back and listen to it, like right after I right after it posts. Uh, right. Outside of that, I and I talk about so much random shit. Like I have right. no idea. Right. Which episode I talked about what, unless it's in the description or the title. <laughs> totally, and it's just funny that that happened to pop up because yeah, dude, took you guys forever on that one. <laughs> really See, I, I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole in my band because they finished ninety five percent of the instrumentation. For our album, like a month and a half before everything shut down. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and so that was like almost two years ago, and I've still got some vocals to finish. So yeah, I was that was going to be my question. When's that supposed to come out? But I guess now we know not for a little. Yeah, while. <laughs> we're, this, we're it is going to happen this summer ish. This summer ish. Oh look, it's so. a full length. Yeah, it's weird though because it, it's a full length. I think it's like what are we thirty six seven minutes somewhere there around. Oh, so nice. April length. Nice. But we did like, I think we all, even being a Doom band, my the biggest problem with so much Doom is albums that are way, way too long. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, they just get out of hand and you lose interest. And so it's four tracks, but like the final track is something like you know, 16 minutes long or something. So it's like, like, so like Doomy Opeth. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we're far more repetitive and less talented than Opeth, but. <laughs> I mean, they, they set the bar pretty high. So. Right. For for long songs, yeah, we there, there's a big long like droney part in the middle. Yeah. Lots of because everyone you know as doom bands do, everyone just got real obsessed with their pedal boards along the way. <laughs> yeah, um, you've met Ryan, my guitar player, right? <laughs> yeah, so he's he's the best dude. He actually came and tried out when we were looking for a second guitarist. Yeah, he he told me that I was I was like, would you even have time? And he goes, I I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, right. Well, if you do, that's it was cool. awesome, and he's like, he's the coolest fucking dude. Yeah, he's yeah. he's great, and his music knowledge, like about bands and stuff, right. never ceases to amaze me. Because I'm kind of still stuck, and it's not too often I'll actually delve in and listen to new new music, or even a lot of new releases from new bands, unless they're bands right. that really strike a chord with me. And yeah, he, he's just like, have you checked this out? I'm like, no. Have you checked I go this? In, out? I, no. I go in spurts. I'm not real good. I'm not real great at keeping up with like stuff as it comes out. Right. But then I'll just then I'll have like a random Saturday where I'll sit on Bandcamp and just listen to twenty fucking records. Like, all right, well, what was good and what wasn't? Yeah, I don't utilize Bandcamp as much as I should, and I don't utilize uh, Spotify like I used to. Um, but then I I discovered that Apple Music 
will work on my Android phone and I can just play oh, my right. whole iTunes library through that. Right. And so yes. half the time I'm just like, all right. And then I can add new shit to it without paying for right. it. You know, I pay the monthly fee for it or whatever, but um, it's right. so like people did their year in Spotify review when that came right. out at the end of last year. And mine was like, it was my podcast, my friend's <laughs> podcast. And I think the new fear factory album, like one or two other albums were on there. Yeah. And it was like, did I really use Spotify last year? I wasn't sure, and I did. I really didn't. I yeah, I, I do the Apple Music thing too. So I yeah, like, I like that. I like the interface much better. Yeah, I, I, like, I totally do. I like what you were saying about the ability to import my personal library in there. Is I mean, Spotify is a pain in the fucking dick for that. Oh, so. I haven't even tried it with Spotify. Yeah, you have to like sort everything into playlists. Otherwise, oh. you can't do it by. Oh, yeah, it's shit. Yeah, no. That... <laughs> So, I already use iTunes on my on my PC for you know I'll rip right. CDs and shit to it, and right. I, I was paying for the uh, yearly Apple Match or whatever they call it to match up something you rip with something they have in their database, oh, okay. and uh, it just, I just like my iTunes library. I got some, I got a lot of variety in there, but right. you know it's a lot easier to use than Spotify as far as just the whole interface, like you said. Right. Um, ashing all over the goddamn desk <laughs> this cigar i picked up at a at a store in sacramento and i can't even remember what their name is it's i got their business card on my counter but they do um they roll their own cigars and that's all they sell and i didn't know that when i went there just nice search cigars near me and uh found them and they were a cool little spot but these cigars are they're different because they're fresh and i've never smoked a fresh cigar and they're a little less tightly tightly wrapped than if they had been done and sat for a long time, but it's pretty right. good. Right. Nice. Pretty good. Just ashes all over the place. Yeah, that'll happen. It does. That's it's funny, though. You, I totally forgot about that. We were both in Sacramento, like, pretty near the same time. Yeah. Mid-December? Uh, uh, actually, I was in Vegas in December, but I've been in Oakland for the last four weeks. And then Vegas the week before, and then I'll be in Oakland for the next. I think I got two more weeks scheduled before I'm off for a week, and even then, that week that I'm off of traveling, I think I might have to go back out there. And then through the end of March, <laughs> it's like I basically live in fucking Oakland, but yeah, whatever. It's that, all good. Fucking that sucks. Sacramento is a fucking dump. <laughs> Sacramento. I haven't been to Sacramento since I was a kid, and I was like maybe seven, and I don't know why. But the only thing I remembered about it was as we were driving around as I was a kid, for some odd reason, I had it in my head that everybody there had gray hair, everybody. And that for the longest time, I was like, oh, Sacramento's where all the gray haired people live. There's no reason to that. No logic behind it. And I was supposed to meet up with a friend. Um, and as I'm driving there, it's like an hour and a half drive ish. And uh, yeah, yeah we, we did that drive. We flew into Oakland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And drove to Sacramento. He texted me and he's like, hey, I got COVID. I'm like, well, fuck. Guess I'll go find something to do in Sacramento for a few minutes for an hour, two hours before I drive back home. Because I had the day off in the middle of the work week. I was like, I don't want to hang out here. Might as well go drive something. I didn't want to go to San Francisco because it's a shithole. Right. Like, like people talk about how dangerous Oakland is. But the Oakland dispatchers are like, San Francisco is worse. Right now, now, San Francisco is Hmm. insane. And I'm sure coming from it. them, 
That says a lot because Oakland yeah. is not exactly a safe haven. <laughs> right. But it's all good. Well, yeah, and it's crazy how that's changed too because I went to uh, – when was I in – in the last time I was in San Fran was like 2008. And it was – it was the it was very clearly nicer than Oakland. Oh, we, yeah. we stayed in Oakland <laughs> very clearly, and you know, fifteen years will will fuck a place up. <laughs> oh, and California is a whole different world. So, oh yeah, Sacramento. Like, I mean, Denver has <clears throat> areas like all of Sacramento just felt like I was in The Walking Dead. Like it was just like <laughs> desolate, fucking uh, junkies just moaning and walking around, shuffling around all over the place. It I've was fucking bizarre. I mean, we were there like on the weekend and there was like no one around and nothing to do. No places were open. It was fucking ugh, it was gross. Yeah, they say a lot of the drama now um, started with the lockdown stuff. Right. Just because, you know, just like everywhere else, crime rates started uh, escalating because people right. were more of in a mood of desperation. Right. Which isn't surprising at all. It's sad. San Francisco and shit is already expensive enough and I'm sure it's even worse just over the last two years, just like Denver. Um, But they, they said it was a lot of the homeless population started acting extremely aggressively with, (laughs) with everything going down. I never had any issues with the homeless in Oakland. And a lot of the stuff we were doing that I am doing is downtown Oakland and the homeless, at least in the daytime, they're cool. I remember one of my first trips, there was this, Oh, I was sitting, I was going to the police administration building and I was at the stoplight and this old, old he was like a bluesy he could have been a bluesy guitar player like bb king but he was a homeless dude right and he was just like heading off to work while i'm standing at the stoplight waiting for the crosswalk to to turn green or whatever and i was like yep just got some stuff going on he's like that's cool man that's cool i was like how are you he's like can't complain homeless you know the usual like all right and then he says, have a good day. And I was just off I went. And everybody else was just homeless people everywhere. But none of them really bothered you at all. Not, not, never once did I get asked for money. Not once. Right. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, we, now we at didn't nighttime, either. Nighttime, yeah. probably a little sketchier. but Yeah, I would guess. That's why I stay in Berkeley. The hotel there is at the on the marina. It's out of the way. They used to have a lot of homeless people camping across the street from the hotel. But they shooed them away because they're redoing that whole street now. And uh, no, gotcha. So it's a lot less of that, which is whatever. As long as they're right. cool, I don't care. As long as they're not shitting on the sidewalk in front of me, I'm pretty good. Right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the shitting on California segment of the podcast. <laughs> there will always be a segment like that, I think. <laughs> pencil it in for intro, shit on California, body of work. Yeah, I, I don't mind California, though. Like, I always said if I had to be homeless, like, if I knew that was coming, get out to the Bay Area because the weather is right. usually pretty good. Right. No snowstorms to freeze to death in. No blistering yeah. heat waves, in, at least in Berkeley. <laughs> I don't know about right. anywhere else, but. So, you guys have two EPs, right? Yes. I think I think I've listened to the first one a lot. Pretty sure I bought the second one on Bandcamp, but I haven't listened to it. I actually wanted to listen to some of it today, and I just didn't have time. I've been, yeah, work is killing me, and that's fine. Yeah, pays the bills as long as I don't actually die. But if I do die, I need to be traveling because then my sister gets a very large life insurance payout. So, yeah, well, there you go. She'll use it. The cat won't. 
Yeah, I haven't I haven't listened to the second one in a little bit. I haven't listened to any much of it in a little bit. But uh yeah, it's I, I think I think it's like a it's it's not as solid as the first one, but it's interesting because we're trying there's a lot of different things we're trying on right. and not not all <laughs> of them land, I don't think. But, you know, it's like that's that's how you grow. Right. I agree. You guys do, like, uh, yeah, but, but we are, we are the other side of the, we are probably going to like retrack and remix some of the stuff on that. Oh, one. nice. You guys do all your own recording and everything, right? Well, no, actually. So, um, we do, we do our stuff at all aces studios. It's a Austin mini. He's like, uh, he's in a shitload of bands. He's been in every band ever. <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of the head honchos over there at seventh circle. Oh, okay. I still have yet to but, go there. But yeah, anyway, so he he's tracked all our stuff and he's fucking he's the fucking best because we were like now here we are two years after putting out that second EP and we we're like, oh, we he's like, you know, I kind of want to remix it. And I was like, I kind of want to redo some vocals and I kind of want to add some more noise. Like, all right, cool. So we're just going to we're going to do that, too. Just roll but, with it. Yeah. Yeah. So because, again, we are not a band that is on any kind of time or schedule constraints or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Then, We're going to do it us. because we want to and we can. And, yeah, okay. That's the idea. Like, that's the way I look right. at it. If, if, uh, they, most of our music is so different song to song, like, because we have a lot of influences and stuff, and we're right. technically a melodic death metal band. Yeah. But we have some really, really heavy element stuff, and then some really melodic stuff, some doomy stuff, like the, the Lathe song we put out. That's our. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome, by Thank the way. You. Congratulations. Uh, it's one of our favorites. Uh, we originally weren't going to record it. And then um, we're like, no, I think we need to. And I was, all right. And we were, yeah. the problem is, is instead of doing it ourselves this time um, and taking all the sweetest time in the world, is we actually right. went to Shane um, with Sonic Quartered, who is amazing. The guy's got fantastic ear for everything songwriting lyrics just the production of everything right and i was like you know i just want to be held if we don't schedule something we will never never work towards it and that's been the entire time i've been in the band we'd have to book a show to make sure we get ready for the show we were never just show ready oh yeah that's oh yeah that's exactly what happened to us with this seventh circle show we're doing next month like we there was no discussion of like oh we're having band practice this weekend and then it became like, oh, we got the show offer. Are we taking it? Yes. Okay. So we are practicing this weekend. And then everyone's all right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. Yeah. And then with Derek and uh, Rob being in different states, that makes it difficult because Derek and I are pretty computer savvy and recording savvy. Ryan's getting there. Um, Greg, our drummer, not computer savvy at all. Like he's very good with hands on stuff. He could you know, retile right. your floor, whatever. Very, very good with that. But the moment he has to sign into anything on a computer sure. or a phone, he's like, nope, count me out. I can't do it. And then Rob, our bass player, is potentially even worse with technology than that. So, like, trying to do shit remotely, difficult. Well, there you go. Difficult. <laughs> but, you know, we... It is. So, sh- I'm assuming they, they flew in and tracked here? They did, yeah. Um, yeah. Derek... The offer was on the table for Derek to record his own stuff in California and then send it over to Shane, but he works basically remotely too, but he works for Apple. So they started changing when they're coming back into the office and whatever. Uh, but he came in and did 
did his own record well recorded with all of us there um at shane's and then uh so did rob there was you know that we just a lot of it wasn't quote-unquote studio ready um we had general ideas of what we'd been doing with the music for the last couple years and then shane shane he even said in a tweet when he shared shared the song you know he worked on the album and we were using him as a producer and not just somebody to record us. And, um, I said, Hey, whatever input you have, give it to us. And he said, cool. And I think that actually brought out the best of every part of it. Even little things like suggestions for guitars. There were, there were a lot of things that actually he suggested that we implemented in every single instrument. And I think that it's us, but it elevated elevated oh, what yeah. we had already down. Yeah, and I mean, that's, we'll work with Austin, I mean, forever, because he, you know, we, we not so much on the time constraint part, but he he's no problem just, like, telling us when something sucks. Right. So does Shane. Shane's brutally or, you know, honest. And, but he's also, he, you know, he filled in on a lot of shows for us, so he, he knows he knows how we play and what right. we're playing. So he's, he's just, he's got an all-around feel for it, and that's he's cool. not afraid to just just to push, you know. Yeah, so. that's always but, good. That's why also, I chose Shane too, because I'm a big fan of March Ryden's music and what they've done and right. other stuff that he's tracked and edited and whatever. I'm just like, yeah, we got to go with Shane. So it right. helped, I think. And I mean, I love, and it's been cool watching him like really grow as a as a producer of music because he does lots of bands mm. and he's just getting better and better and better. And yeah. I listened to our first EP versus the single we put out last year, and like, I mean. The production yeah. is like through the roof on the new that, stuff. So. That single was awesome too. Like <laughs> I Thanks, fucking dude. loved it. <laughs> and that's like I'm I'm not uh I couldn't give a shit about weed culture or four twenty or anything. That's when it came out, right? Was four twenty. Yeah, right. yeah. And it's Necrobongacon, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I could I was pretty sure. Yeah. Uh that shit that was such a good song. I really, really, really enjoyed that song and I didn't. I didn't expect right. that I would really enjoy it. Like I was like, it's, it'll be good. I like what right. they've done. I didn't expect it to be that, and that was right. That was cool. I dug it. Well, so. Thanks, man. And it we it is we did do like the weed thing because we were like you know the doom band. You got to do the weed thing at yeah. some point. And then, but it's the whole like the whole song is it's kind of making fun of stoners, right? As it should be, really. Like, so like. Like of course they're easy they're easy marks for zombies because they're fucking stone and lazy. <laughs> they're just high. I mean, it's a every right. zombie horror comedy ever has the stoner who, right, usually gets just gets off. Yes. But if like, did you ever see yes. um, Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, of course. <laughs> he was the yeah. fucking hero. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Which was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great. I, we, us, us, us potheads deserve fair representation. In I agree. I agree. <laughs> like, it's, it's been a while for me, but right. And even then, you know, whatever to each their own. Like I don't judge. Let people do their yeah. things. And but yeah, that, yeah, I got it up a, on Bandcamp right now, looking at everything. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, forgot like, that I, was I hardly, I like hardly drink anymore. I like beer. Occasionally, but yeah, I just, I just have in my old age just pivoted toward weed, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I have a lot of alcohol at home, like uh, a lot of whiskeys, and right. I never drink. It's very rare that I drink at home. Like, although even with the traveling, um, a couple weeks ago, I actually ended up buying uh, 
buying a bottle of Jack at the grocery store and bringing that back and having drinks at the hotel restaurant every night. But I was by myself and I was like, fuck it. I don't have anything to do. But at home, it's rare that I drink. Sometimes I'll drink when I have a cigar. If I mean, I haven't even smoked in a few weeks. So whatever. Yeah. Just let people do their shit as long as they're not hurting anybody. And weed is not going to really, you're not doing much damage to yourself with weed as far. I'm probably doing more with this thing than you are with yours. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, I'm not, I I will also smoke way too many cigarettes. So I'm getting, well, there's that. So, (laughs) which, you know, especially as bad if I'm drinking, holy fuck. When I drink, I smoke. Oh (laughs) yeah. That's that's super crazy. Yeah. But it's all good. I think that's it's weird though because I, I didn't really notice it until COVID happened because I was still drinking fairly regularly. But that's because I was going to shows fairly regularly right. and drinking at shows. And then that went away, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm really not partying because <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to shows or playing that, shows." That that's for me too. That's usually when I would drink is if I'm out at shows or right. even if I maybe go out with friends, I might have a drink or depending on the friends, maybe a few more than a drink. And then, you know, got to worry about driving. I definitely don't drive if I've had any of the sweet leaf. Right. Because I think the last time I actually did that was maybe 2009. And uh, my dad was living in Fort Collins. I was living with him and went out with some friends. We ended up at a friend of a friend's house. Smoked a blunt, highest shit, and I remember having to drive. It was like a half-hour drive up to Commerce City where my dad was living, and I was freaking out thinking I was going too fast, but I remember looking down at the speedometer, and I was doing 25 miles an hour on I-25. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, oops, this is dangerous. <laughs> I should right. never, ever do that again. Right. That the last time I think I did that. So, But again, I don't, I don't ever – it's pretty rare that I'll smoke. It's been a while. So. Yeah. Not Good technically. On you. I, need, I need to knock that shit off, but you know, not allowed to with my my job. But that's yeah. you know, I'm a I'm a goddamn. That's my uh, that's my fucking coping mechanism. Shit goes to shit, and I just have cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This. I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> you could I, definitely yeah. have a worse vice. Right. Like, yeah. But this... I, I'll get so. I that. Have you been? Have you been to any shows since? No. Well, actually. What was the last show I went to? I think it was a bigger show not that long ago. Um, maybe it wasn't a bigger show. I can't remember. Everything's a blur, honestly. Um, there's been some that I want to. Like, I really want to come or go and see uh, Incantation when they come through, but I'm scheduled yes. to be out of town, and that's just in a couple weeks. Fuck. Yeah. And then the Cannibal Corp show I wanted to go I want to go to, but I'll be out of town for that. Um, I wanted to go to Cattle Decapitation, what was it, yeah. two weeks ago? I, yeah. I got home and I was just like, yeah. nope. no energy. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that those still went through to be, to be perfectly honest. Like right. just with the Omicron. I think it's back. Do that fucking, uh, I, that obituary show was last night. I thought totally about doing that. About that. I thought, I thought about doing that, but I mean, it fucking snowed like the Dickens and that place. Oh, was that's still right. Packed. That place was still packed out. So. I was supposed to go People to my are... buddy's house to watch, uh, Joe Bob on Shutter. Oh right! It was snowing so bad. I was like, "Nope, I'm not fucking leaving." Totally forgot about obituary. Yeah, yeah. I need to catch up on some Joe Bob. 
Okay, yeah, Joe Bob's great. I didn't watch it at home either. Just I don't even remember what they showed. One of them texted texted the rest of us and they're like, such cheesy goodness. And I was like, uh, the moment you tell me it's cheesy goodness and it's a movie I've never seen, like I'd have to be in the company of friends in order to really appreciate it because right. I don't watch bad movies by myself. Usually it's pretty rare. but Yeah, I, I don't know. I do a fucking fair bit of shit. <laughs> right. And my buddy Chris is the same way. You know, he'll watch... If it's labeled as horror in any way, shape, or form, he's probably going to watch it, and which I'm is fine because way, he's the filter for me. Right, I'm less that way about horror than I am with like I just love like cheesy action movies. It's more my anything my from bag. the '80s. <laughs> yeah, I just I love that. Yeah, like the whole canon films, fucking '80s, '80 to '90s run. <laughs> those all, those always hold a soft spot in my heart, though. Just. Right. Oh, there's so much crap, but when like a good one, when a legitimately good one sneaks through, you're just like, hey! Or when they know that what they're doing isn't really anything spectacular, but they own it and they fucking yeah. they they, they go yeah. hard with it. They, we know we're making a well, bad it's, movie. It's that magic era where like even if they knew that, they still like there's so much like what's the word for it. People, there's like all the nostalgia cinema tries oh, yeah. to like tries to capture that, but the problem is those movies can never be made with the same sin- sincerity that oh, those yeah. original. For sure, like, you miss a lot of the genuine. Because anytime you see it now, it's like they're pointing at it, like, "Hey, remember what that was like?" But it's not as like, "Oh, this is you're just making this shit in the moment." <laughs> right. That's that's 100 percent true. I think, and making a bad movie these days is just making a bad movie. And yeah. And they suck and they're boring and I feel like all that's I've been to the when we were in Sacramento we went for a show but then we had the rest of the week on there so we went to the movies twice we saw Ghostbusters and Spider-Man oh that's right nice and it's it's just like yeah it was kind of nice but also fucking movies are boring as shit and fucking not any good yeah. <laughs> yeah. speaking of Ghostbusters did you see the new Ghostbusters yeah I didn't hate it, it. I didn't hate it I, I don't know. It was, it was all right. It, it had a, a good mean, amount it was of its certainly nostalgia. Better, it was certainly better than the last time they tried. Oh to do it. yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But it was, I don't know. Like, it was weird how they like committed to these characters right until the original cast shows up in the last five minutes and yeah. saves the day, and you're just like, okay, a <laughs> little bit predictable. Right. But, I mean, it worked out. I like Bill Murray was kind of excessively assholeish in that. Right. And that made me laugh. And I was actually glad. Did you stay for the end credits? No. Because they, they had Sigourney Weaver. She had her little oh, cameo shit. in there. And that was that was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, no, I didn't that actually it. made up for, for the ending. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, was, I did. Uh, I thought the... Uh... I did like the car chase scene in the middle of the movie. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Was, was it like had some creative, good points. That's I'm a sucker for a creative action scene. Oh, oh yeah. Good, so. Like, what's your favorite car chase in a movie? Fuck. I don't know. It's probably probably the whole climax of Road Warrior. <laughs> does that count as a car chase? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. Mad Max is a car chase. Mad, the whole thing. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's just right. a car chase. Yeah, I don't know. Probably that. That's a good one. I I always have to say uh, Ronan. Ronan's 
Ronan's fucking awesome. Yeah, that movie's fucking great, and not a lot of people know it. Right. But the, the car that? chase in that, I think, was extraordinarily well done. Yeah, that one's great. There was another one I saw recently that I was stoked on. I can't remember what it was. Probably wasn't a new movie. <laughs> new movie. Oh yeah, I, re- I watched. Terrible. I watched the fucking Terminator movies, and just those movies are basically car chases as well. The OGs, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, one and two. I don't yeah. think I've seen because they came out with one just a couple years ago. Was that oh, Terminator sucks. Genesis? There was that one, and then there's been the other one after that. What the hell is it called? Dark Fate. When oh, they brought, Dark when Fate. They that's right. Back for that one. Yeah, that yeah. that one I did watch. I don't think I watched the one before that. Um, yeah, they're just that franchise is just dead. There's no, <laughs> they've no, got it's... they've got they've got nothing to say with these movies, and they're they're boring and shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's send another thing back through time to do the thing that we couldn't do mm-hmm. the first four times we tried to do the thing. Right. And Dark Fate. Uh, I didn't hate it either, but it was not good. Like, right? It had it's had points that I liked, but it was. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the first two, the first two right. are awesome. You can't get you they're can't so, go wrong with the first so two. Good. Which that is was, fucked up because Terminator I, Two is thirty years old this year. Fuck, dude. Exactly. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. Well, that's I watched a bunch of that shit when I was home with COVID because that's all. Didn't have shit else to do, right? And that fucking that early James Cameron man, fucking going from going from Terminator and then making Aliens like right after that is crazy to me. Yeah, because that's like that's his Aliens is literally this dude's like pretty much his second movie ever as a director, and he I mean technically third, but I think it was really his second, and it's like one of the biggest movies that had been ever been made at that point. What was his first? Um, he was a director on like Piranha Two or something. That's like, something, yeah. I, I I don't I don't have this normally stored, but I because I watched all right. these recently. You got to watch <laughs> it and then you go back IMDb. Right. Like, who the fuck? Right. Who the fuck are you? What else did you do? I'll find yeah, myself doing that, or I'll see a movie with like I've, I'm really good with facial recognition. Like I will right. recognize people that I have maybe met once 15, 20 years ago. Might not remember their name or where I met them from. But I'll right. be like, I fucking know I know you. And then it'll right. take me forever. I'll see a movie or, you know, watch a movie or a show with somebody who's like, I know that person. And I'll immediately get out the phone, IMDb. Thank you for IMDb. Right. Tell me everything I ever need to know, which is yeah. pretty handy. Thank God for the yeah. internet. Thanks, Al Gore. Right. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's all, it's all such good stuff. So, but I don't know. What other? So oh, you go did ahead. go to obituary last night, yeah? No, I didn't. I oh, didn't. fucking like you were saying. I pissed out because it's snow. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm too old to be risking my shit for too old, too, old, too cold. Cars, <laughs> cars are expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking. They sure are. <laughs> I'm not even sure if mine starts because I know I need to get a new battery, and when it's cold, it really, really, really struggles. And right. it's been sitting in my garage for two weeks, so. I gotta right. after this. I gotta go. I gotta go run a couple errands. I'm like, I hope the fucking thing starts. Otherwise, I'm gonna be pretty yeah. annoyed. Fingers crossed, buddy. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm sure it will, but right. it just might take it a couple extra seconds of rah, rah, rah before it kicks in. <laughs> fucking, and I haven't won the Powerball yet, so can't just go buy one <laughs> immediately. 
right. I'm ready to win the Powerball anytime now. I've been ready for. I think they brought it to Colorado in 2001 ish, and I've been saying I'm going to win the Powerball ever since then. <laughs> was, as soon as that hit Colorado, I was like, I'm going to win that bitch. Every I don't. Week. It'll be my. It'll be my sort of luck where I like I'll win it, but it'll be like the week before I go into hospice care, and it just ends up paying for that. And <laughs> right. That's. I'll get hit by a truck outside the lottery office the day I go to claim the shit. Yes. Oh my yes. god, that's that's exactly what will happen to me. <laughs> like I told you, bitches, I'll be celebrating right as I get slammed into by a fucking be like a FedEx truck or an Amazon Prime van. Exactly. Those things are fucking everywhere. They really, really are. <laughs> it's. I work so I work in Parker. Oh, so yeah. like, where are you more, working now? So I work, I run the... Are you allowed to say? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. My tens of listeners. I work in an elementary school. Oh, really? How about that? That works. That's safer. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's a great job. I really like it. What are you doing? Uh, So I'm just, I'm running like the before and after daycare program. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So I have none of the responsibilities of the teachers, but I still get to have all the kids. Yeah. And kids can be fun. Like I don't, I don't have kids. I don't. You know, me neither. I'm not so. out to get kids or anything, but you know, I'll spend time with my friends, and most of my friends have kids now, and the kids are right. half the entertainment of hanging out at their houses these days. So. Right? Oh no, I, I totally, I totally dig the kids. They're they're awesome. Like, I, I don't have I don't to have any, if that's what you're getting. I don't into. have any of my own either, so you know, like, there's a get some. It's you appreciate them in a different way too. Oh yeah, like, for sure. My uh, friend Jamie, his wife Sandy, she uh, works for Adams County School District, and that's what she's been doing for like twenty years before and after school program shit. So she does—I don't remember how old her kids are. The kids she works with—they have a couple kids of their own. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you don't love kids and you're doing that, <laughs> right, you make bad choices in life, or at least can't be entertained by kids. If you if you hate kids, that shouldn't be for you. Right. I couldn't do it just because I like kids, but not that much. Yeah, my wife says the same thing. She's like, I couldn't do your job. So. Is she is she sitting across from you right now? Judging no, me. she's she's somewhere else. Oh, she's over there. Yeah. I gotta do laundry too. <laughs> <laughs> laundry it seemingly never ends. It's true. That's <laughs> the last couple weeks. This was the first week I came home. A night early so I got in I think 1 30 in the morning is when I finally got to my house Friday morning and uh that's the first in three weeks four weeks that I've had that extra full day home oh, shit. so it's like usually I empty my suitcase throw that shit in the laundry throw it right back in the suitcase get ready to leave Sunday night so I leave again tomorrow night but I'll right leave. and then this coming week I'll fly home again Thursday night and then I won't leave again until f- Monday so I'm like wow it's like I'll have a four day weekend almost. Fuck, <laughs> it's, it's it's that's pretty that's intense. Do you do you enjoy the traveling? I do, I do. It can get old, especially when you're going back to the same place over and over and over again. Um, right. And like when I get to the hotels, I always unpack. I I put my shit in the dresser, um, unless like the hotel is skeevy or something, and you're like, right. oh my god, I'm not gonna risk bed bugs right away, and. Right. But I haven't I haven't run into any of that. But it helps. I remember reading when I first took the job, it was a uh, somebody somebody who does who travels for work and they say in order to uh a suggestion they have 
instead of feeling like you're living out of a suitcase, unpack your suitcase. And I was like, that actually makes sense. So now if I travel and I don't unpack my suitcase, I'm like, oh, fuck. I hate traveling. But if I'm right. able to unpack it, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not actually <laughs> living out of it, you know? Right. But I'm, yes. I'm not bouncing place to place in the middle of the week because I'm not at a position where I have to go to different meetings or stuff at different sites. So I'm not flying right. every other day or anything, but that would, right. that would kind of suck. I don't think I'd be down for that, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least I'm glad it's not glad. It doesn't feel like a chore most of the time. So. Yeah. Most of the time now it does suck when you get delayed excessively. Um, right. I haven't had any flights canceled yet, but I'm surprised by that just cause you know, airlines are getting decimated by, Omicron and blah blah blah. So they were canceling a lot of their flights because of all right. that shit. And some of my one of my coworkers, he flies. I fly United just because Denver's a hub. Uh, right. He flies American, and they were canceling. They're still canceling flights every week. Americans canceling flights because their pilots are getting sick or not showing up or whatever. Staffing right. shortages <laughs> are everywhere. So, but he's like, "Yep, I was delayed in, here." And I was um, in Mexico in October. And the only reason I made my flight back to Denver to get to work the next day was because they were having staffing shortages and it took them that much longer to get the plane ready to go. Yeah. So thank, thankfully it uh, actually worked in my favor. Shockingly. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's interesting. That was <laughs> fun. I got it. Yeah. I got that. That sucked. I'm never doing that shit again. I got, I got home at like 2 AM or 2 30 AM and went to work at fucking 5 30 AM. Oh, fuck that but whatever that's how it was for me when I, I got to go to Bogota, Colombia in uh, 2019 and I had a flight from here to Houston and Houston to Bogota and I don't remember if it was the inbound flight or whatever got delayed so I was sitting in Houston just at the bar in Houston for like six hours because it was a six hour delay I ended up getting the hotel in Bogota at 4.30 in the morning and I had texted everybody saying hey you know, my flight's super delayed let them know when I landed or when I got back to the hotel. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try and get a few hours of sleep and then I'll, I should be at the site, the police department by, I think I said by noon, but I woke up at seven 30 on the dot. I was like, okay, two and a half hours of sleep. I haven't done this in a long time. guess I'm just going to get up and get dressed and go to work. And then I sat there not doing a lot because everybody else was doing stuff and they didn't have anything for me. So I was like, why the right. fuck didn't you tell me just to stay at the hotel? I would have done that happily. Tried to sleep some more. Whatever. And then right. everything turned to riots, so it didn't matter. But Everything turned to riots. Yeah. They had a <laughs> national day of protest scheduled. And they don't protest too heavily in Colombia. And that was right. like their first big one that they did. And it was for education reform. And then at nighttime, once the sun went down, everybody went home. And then a little bit later... The crazy people came out and went full-blown banana hammock. Just fucking lost their shit, turned into riots. Not so bad in Bogota, but a couple of other cities like Medellin and uh, Cali. They had lots of drama with the riots. And it, it was bad in Bogota, but it wasn't as bad as those places. So they told us not to come in. Like We were still there in country, hanging out. And eventually they instituted a national curfew. And they banned the sales of alcohol all at the same time. Because they figured if we don't let everybody get drunk, maybe they'll calm down a little bit. I guess there was some logic to it because it did slow everything down. And then uh, 
I think we worked two days while I was there, got paid for the whole time, and I ended up getting to come home early by like three days and more shit because they closed the airport. So all of our flights were getting delayed and whatever, but fuck, dude, it was, that sounds like an actual nightmare. It was, it was, uh, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> my buddy, Gary, my coworker, Gary flies American. He got stuck at the airport. Um, cause they told us we can go. So he got a last minute flight out right when he got to the airport, they closed the airport, diverted fuck. all the inbound flights back to where they came from. And since it was already after the curfew, he couldn't find a ride back. He finally found a cab driver that was willing to take him back to the hotel. Then the cab died like a mile and a half from there or from the hotel just Holy completely shit. died. So he's texting me. He's like the cab lost power. We're sitting in the middle of the street. The rioters are about two blocks away. I'm like, Oh shit. The fuck do I do? So I'm telling everybody else in our work chat. Cause he was texting me on my, my personal phone. And so I'm telling everybody else and, we had one guy who spoke Spanish and after about an hour of him not noticing the messages, he's like, hang on, I'm trying to find a ride because of the curfew. Nobody wanted to go, but then he ended up, he must've paid the guy ended up finding a guy in a van. They ended up going and getting him. I guess the van that this guy just happened to drive was meant for, um, um, like escorting government officials, like VIP escort stuff and was a fully armored van. Holy like, shit. Which I guess was good because they got stuck in the middle of that mob for a little bit. <laughs> and Gary's like, well, this is more, more terrifying than being in the cab. And uh, the driver and Mario, the other guy, were talking. Driver told Mario, don't worry about it. This cab's fully armored and bullet resistant. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it was like a full-blown <laughs> hostage rescue. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting at the hotel. Woo! I'm like eating my stress. I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck? Right. Trying to coordinate oh, yeah, Gary with everybody. I was like, Gary, don't use your phone. Don't use your phone. You're, he's only had 13% battery life left. And Ugh. he's like, now I'm hearing gunshots. And I'm like, um, I'm not going to tell everybody else about that. So, yeah, dude. and we were working with the Bogota police department and our project manager tried to get them to go get him. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll go do it. And then they called him back and said, hey, we, we can't. We just have too much stuff going on. We can't go rescue your friend. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, Good luck, Gary. You should probably just get out and start walking that mile and a half. And Right. That probably He probably would have gotten killed because he was convinced they were anti-American about it, which I don't think was the whole idea. They were, they were, it was all about education stuff, and then it devolved. And Right, as these things often do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they do. It wasn't peaceful protesting. Let's just say that. Yeah, mostly peaceful. I just saw my cat. I saw him too. I saw a blur. Come here, you. Hover by in the background. Come say hi. Mine's around here too. Ricky. Ricky. No, that's not Ricky. That's the other one. It's Jaga. Ricky and Jaga. Yeah. Both boys. Yeah. We oh. were uh, we were told Jaga was a girl when we picked him up but <laughs> turns out not so much yeah he's he's good cat they're both good cats I guess good cats is uh very right. subjective <laughs> yeah I guess so <laughs> yeah, Loki, Loki's a good girl she's crazy but I mean that's a that's the definition of a cat so exactly can't fucking 
death metal dudes and cats, man. There's a thing there. There's like a Facebook page for that already or some right, sort of website right. that right. some of the girls I know, they're like, I can't believe you have a cat. I'm like, they're low maintenance. They're cool most of yeah. the time. Most I mean, of the time. I couldn't do my job if I had a dog. Dogs are just too much work. And right. I can't train them really to shit in a box. Oh, yeah. We, we live with a dog. He's not our dog. He's my brother's dog. But when my brother is not at the house, this dog is fucking neurotic as shit and just like will not leave you alone. And yeah. it's fucking annoying as piss. <laughs> not, no offense to no offense to dogs. I like dogs. <laughs> I love dogs. I just, but, I just don't have any desire but, yeah. to. Right. At least not. Right. I'm just saying I, I never have like my cats don't ever, you know, fuck with you in that particular way. They will get in your shit when you're working on projects. But. Yeah, like Loki literally. Like, so I'm at just my, it's a kitchen table that I repurposed as a desk. I got two monitors, my keyboard, laptop dog yes. for work is right in front of me. I got the PC I built over here. I got this mixer thing I bought last year right here and keyboard right in front of me. And without fail, the moment I need to start using my keyboard, Loki sits right oh, yeah. in front of it or on it. And I remember I was sitting... I ran to the bathroom or something and I came back and I had to start a meeting for work and Loki had sat on the L key and there was like 7,000 L characters just, just in the chat. I'm like, what the hell happened? My, my boss is like, uh, James, are you okay? So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what just happened. I think it was the cat. I'm going to blame the cat. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys have your first practice tomorrow, yeah? Tomorrow. That, yeah, we're practicing tomorrow too unless somebody has to cancel it because we've canceled the last couple. Well, at least I have um, for work. Last weekend I was busy doing work shit, but I'll have all my shit together. We don't have anything booked though. Yeah. Just probably need to work on that. I'm going to get – I got to work on the uh, layouts for the CD, get that oh, stuff right. done. And we instead of having somebody actually design the layout – um, Ryan, he's got a bunch of pictures that he's taken of just various things like texture pictures. Right. And we're going to try and give my hand a shot at Photoshopping nice. some actual stuff. And Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but see if I can make That's... it look at, like at least it sort of belongs and is... get that stuff laid out so we can get the CDs ordered. This is a great topic when we talk about our band stuff because that that is something that I, I do almost all of our artwork. Now. Right all of your merch and everything. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't start that way. Cause I had a very rudimentary understanding of Photoshop and all that. Right. Uh, I was good with print layout because I, my former life was a print worked in a print shop, right. but I wasn't the designer or anything. So anyways, I picked up enough of those skills along the way that like at first with the band, it was like a necessity because oh, you got to make a flyer. You got to have some, you know, you just right. have to have something. And then I, found myself like really enjoying it and then just kind of fucking worked it out and it's, it's cool been once you get it once you can do stuff right. to, like i even started doing very simple video editing um for like some of our jam sessions you know, right rehearsals last year or whatever even in 2020 put those together just so we have some sort of reference the audio is shit because we're not i mean we right. use a mixer for the pa and i think i'm the only thing going into the pa right now and, right you know so the audio is crap but at least we have something to work through, give people kind of an idea of what we're right. doing. And, you know, it's not for really anybody but us, but I was able to right. put some stuff out there. And I can do audio editing, um, 
between doing voiceover stuff and then with the podcast, I can make some of that shit work out pretty well. But video was new. Photoshop, I still am mostly terrible with. But, right. you know, unless you get in yeah. and do it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of I've latched on to a way I like to do things and all my shit is going to look. I've got a, a thing going on and I'm like, I'm just sticking to that. Do that. But so, it, I don't know. The extra level of being attached to what I'm working on is fun for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, rather than just the vocalist, I'm like thinking about things, you know, design and concept and all that is fun. I yeah, I agree. I like the cover for that we bought from um, Samuel Nelson a few years ago. Whenever we bought the shit, we bought it and the cover for Perdition at the same time. And I actually oh, liked you. the cover that we have on this one more. But I was like, well. I think the other one goes more thematically with what we have on that record. And then right, this right. one, I was like, this one, this cover works really well for the stuff we have on this one. So uh, I, I'm i really stoked to use it, but we didn't have, you know, I didn't, right. I didn't contact him and say, hey, uh, you know, how about we hire you to do a layout based on this image? I don't even right. know if he would, but I'm sure I, I'm sure we worked with uh, Trent Jacobs to do the video for Lathe. And uh, okay, he does yeah. a lot of really cool shit. I was like, I could, you know, we could hire somebody to do the layout or we can just try and piece it together. Right. And so that's how we're going to go is sort of the DIY right. aspect of it and see how it yep. turns out. If it doesn't, I mean, if it sucks, it sucks. But if it doesn't, it, you know, if, no, it, if it all fits together, at least reasonably okay, that's good for right. me. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. I just totally haven't had a lot of time. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, so that's, I've done like all our shirt designs and like all the EP designs and stuff, but we did buy... We did buy art for the full length. Nice. From an outside party, but I mean, I'm doing the layout and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I can't wait to show. It. It's very colorful. That's cool. like in you, a weird you guys way. Do for use us. a lot of colors? Like the the greens right. just aren't greens. The purples aren't just purples. They're kind of almost like a fluorescent neonish right. looking stuff in everything right. that I've seen you guys post. But right. I, I like that because it's like dark but kind of bright at the same time. Right. I like yeah, I just put I just put fucking naked things on everything, and you know people buy shirts. With, people buy shirts with tits on them. It's just it's I just the way it that. is. <laughs> I fully su- we, we figured tits. that out early. We had like two designs right out the gate that a different dude did, and it was like the one had boobs and the other did not. And guess which one sold oh, like a lot faster? <laughs> so titties, titties always win. So yeah, they they sure do. But yeah, it's been like that part of this process of this band has been fun for me. Just, just being able to like figure all that out and kind of shape it into something recognizable. Right. Right. And on brand on brand. That's right. Key marketing on brand. That's the thing right. where we fail. We don't have, we haven't but established no, a brand. But see, it's funny because <laughs> I think about that internally and I do it with the artwork, but I mean, I'm not, but also I'm not going to like go out and spend a bunch of money marketing. this band. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Like we just exist in a DIY space and <laughs> we do, we do pretty well on Bandcamp. So there, you know, that's good. That's good. Right. Yeah. We got a couple of pre-orders for our shit already, which is yeah, I nice. I actually thought, Oh, Hey, you know, I've shared this on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere right. else that I could think of. But then I was like, I have a Reddit account. I never use it. And then I just right. happened to get on there. I was like, maybe I'll post this shit in Reddit. And from Reddit alone, um, got a few hits off of that, a few messages about it. And one guy bought and he pre-ordered some stuff and I was like, Oh, right. that's, that's cool. Now, if I just remember to go back and utilize Reddit a little bit more, 
probably get a lot more of a following out of that alone than yeah, it's, the Twitterverse. Whatever you want to say about Reddit, it's a very engaged place. It is. Even even in small subreddits. I, I only really have a Reddit account, so I can, I with my toy collecting, like, see and other toys and shit. And, uh, yeah, that's it's very lively. Like, I like that you are, call them toys instead of, you know, my action figures. Cause, oh, yeah, let's be, let's be fucking real here. <laughs> right. My, my buddies, Jamie I'm and Chris. An, I'm an, I'm an adult man spending way too much on fucking toy collecting. Yeah, they they have all the like the horror movie collectibles, so all the right. all the figures from Michael Myers, everybody else, and oh yeah, uh, Chris, his wife, she talks she talks a lot of shit. <laughs> She's like, Chris is downstairs playing with his dolls again. I'm like, sounds about right. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. You're like a good buddy of mine. He just put up a. He's a huge horror nerd huge horror nerd so he just put up in his basement in his new house he bought he like assembled an old school like vhs rack and displayed all his horror vhs nice nice yeah that's freddy krueger cut out next to it it's fucking perfect (laughs) that's that's how chris's basement is that's how jamie's basement is jamie he started uh ordering the masks so like they he has a mask from every friday the 13th he's got at least one or two freddy krueger he's got a couple other masks like the mask from um uh jeepers creepers and right. I just, and then he's got he he bought a mannequin and then threw it in a like mechanics jumpsuit and a Michael Myers mask on that. So he's got an actual mannequin, full size mannequin of Michael Myers in his basement. <laughs> That's awesome. So you have so you have more than one toy collector in the band. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that that's so for my current band. No, um, right. I don't think any of them do. Oh, that's not true, Greg. Greg does have some some of the toys, uh, but my my first band, Misanthrope, from early two thousands. Right. My best friends Jamie and Chris, they're twins. Right. They're the horror movie buffs. Like God. they're right. the ones that watch fucking everything. Uh, but they they had for a really long time all of their shit still in its packaging. They never opened any of it. And then finally, Chris, when he married uh, his wife, they're like, she's like, hey, you know do something with these. So he finally right. opened them. He displays them. Now he's got a display case that he got off of Amazon or something. And yeah. all of his shit is set up in there. And Jamie basically built his own basement, redid his own basement as a theater. So he's got everything lining the theater walls and, right. and it's, it's good. It looks really good. And then yeah, that shit's fucking cool, man. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm set, I can't I'm imagine how much money couch. they spent on there. That's a lot of money. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. dude. I, I've got so I've got two display cases and they're both like pretty much full now. Nice. And I've got I've got one more way 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 too expensive toy coming in March and then I need to be like <laughs> Is <laughs> so another Voltron? Like, oh yeah, it's, it's got to be. <laughs> That's but it's I funny. Think you're the only person I've seen that has a Voltron collection out of all the circle of people I have like Right. Well, and it's funny cuz so I do that and then our our drummer has a fucking far bigger collection than i have of transformers he's fucking he's got more transformers than you've ever fucking seen that's awesome it's like it's weird that the we both that's just like half of our band is just like fucking spending all our money on fucking toys it's better than meth rather than gear right (laughs) rather than gear and i think that's where my band they spend their money is gear like ryan ryan brings a new pedal to practice every fucking time and yeah it's always a different pedal for something he already has he's like, oh, i'm just gonna give it a shot uh, you know derek right. derek uh 
he goes bigger than pedals. He has a whole amp collection. And <laughs> right. There's a lot of money in, in that stuff. But yes. Oh, yes. I don't know if he's got them even set up because now in his place in uh, California is a lot smaller. He had a house here on, near DU um, that I think he grew up in, and he had that whole house to himself, and then his sister had some space too. But the amount of gear that guy's got is fucking absurd. Fucking, I have, yeah. I buy shit that I'll have and play around with for a little while and then never fucking touch again, which is right. my problem. I waste money on shit that I don't need, but well, I mean, Dude, but I don't even have it on display. I live in a little apartment, so not a lot of places to put stuff, and it's right. a mess right now, which is why my background's all blurred out. <laughs> oh, all good there, homie. I don't, I won't judge on that shit. <laughs> yeah, this is. I never even had my camera on for like work meetings or anything, unless I'm at the right. hotel. Oh, yeah, I know. Here's the messy hotel room, but it's not my house. So <laughs> my work meetings are so fucking stupid. <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah. Feel like there's a lot of meetings that could have been an email. Right. Which is that's the nature of the beast, especially these days. Right. What else you guys got lined up? So I think that's it. We've so we've got the show that's a month from today at Seventh Circle. What well, is uh, that on a Friday? Saturday. 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 Yeah, I am so, gonna try and go to that. Sweet. Yeah. So that's our our producer buddy. His band is going on tour. It's their tour kickoff show. Nice. So Victim Fire is his band. They're like melodic D beat kind of stuff. Cool. And then uh, yeah, then Ashes for the Mute is a black metal band who I just listened to because I'd never heard of them. Are they from so, here? Yeah, they're from here. It's all and then it's all Denver bands. And then uh, what's the other Celestial Wizard is the is the other band. They're like they're pretty cool. I heard of them. I haven't listened to. Right. I hardly ever listen to new music. And right. It seems like every damn day there's a new band formed well, here. Denver, yeah, Denver is certainly a, we're like, we, we're robust, robust in Denver. That's yeah. the truth. And it's so, funny because I remember one of the first shows um, Imperial Eclipse played after after they reunited. Because Imperial Eclipse was around mid-2000s, then they broke up, were on hiatus, they reformed, got me in, we got Derek in. He was playing bass at the time, but one of the first shows we played was at Bender's Tavern, 13th and Grand, which uh, is now like Quixote's. Rest, rest in peace, Exactly. Benders. And yeah, that show was cool. with some old school people. Um, I think Bloodstrike might have played that one. And nice. I don't remember Great. who else played it. Uh, Nexim, so Ivan's, uh, right. Ivan Alcala's old band. Maybe right. it was them, not, not Bloodstrike. It was them and somebody else, but that brought out fucking half of the death metal local death metal people from the early mid 2000s they they were all there for it i was like you guys are still alive (laughs) right that that was cool now i go to a show and i don't recommend hardly i don't recognize hardly anybody that's in a crowd if i go to a show these days but the only reason i do is because i've been doing all the booking at black sky right so i'm like constantly interacting with all these bands so but uh that's a good way to do it it is but uh but yeah that's uh um who else yeah but yeah so many fucking bands and they're like the crazy thing about denver is there's more good ones than than not this is true this is true there's some skilled people right skilled skilled people and my first band misanthrope we were uh i would say we sounded kind of a lot like six feet under or old six feet under from haunted album um kind of had that same death rock vibe And we've been talking about it's been, we started, we recorded our, our, we only did one record. Um, 
it's been 20 years, like 20 years this week, I think is when we did it. And that we did it with Dave Otero when he was working out of his mom's basement in Boulder. Yeah. When he was a wee lad Yeah, before he, everybody knew him. Right. And we, you know, he had a last minute cancellation and asked if anybody wanted to get in at a really good discount. And we're like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. And it's not a great record. Like the music was simple, which is fine. But right. you know, the playing on some stuff was sloppy, very sloppy. But right. it was like our first time we were all young, like, hell yeah, we're getting this shit professionally done. Let's get it out there. And it never really went anywhere. We had a bunch of CDRs that we printed up ourselves and wrote wrote the stuff right. on. Yeah. And we ended up uh, doing, uh, we were in contact with some small independent label out of California. They're like, you know, we, we'll work with you. They designed a cover and everything. We sent them a money order for like, 135 bucks and they were gonna, they were going to print up these CDs. We had a whole contract and everything and then it was a husband and wife that ran the label. Well then they ended up splitting up and everything fell through. Never heard word from them again. Like, well, yeah. we you know, we lost 135 bucks, but then we broke up a little while after that. So it wasn't like a great big deal, but we're talking about trying to do stuff again nice. and uh getting everybody to meet is a very, very big challenge. (laughs) Yeah. There's been a, my, myself and my old band, they, they, that talk comes up every couple of years. Like, Hey, maybe we should get together and do a show or something. This is is the most serious. It'll never materialize. And that's, that's the thing with us too. Like, I don't want to, like, I guess they got together and practiced like a month ago and I wasn't able to make it, but, uh, three of the five did it was two the two guitar players and the bass player and they met up and chris he plays bass he had come up with a couple riffs that he wanted to work on and he had lyrics for like three three or four songs they're all horror movie lyrics like straight up i mean one of them he called uh uh not it wasn't midsummer what was the first movie that guy made um why why can't i think of it now oh um fucking the one with Tony Collette. <laughs> Hereditary. Hereditary. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's literally about that movie. And uh, right. his other lyrics, yeah, same thing about that movie or about zombies or whatever. And and they, he said, yeah, you know, uh, I was talking to Chuck, the other guitar player. He's like, yeah, it was good. You know, Chris, Chris showed us what he had come up with. And we worked on that very, very briefly and then reverted back to the old songs from way back in the day. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do the old songs again. Like, I want to do newer stuff. Right. And it's just a matter of getting everybody together. Like our uh, drummer, um, he's a nurse. And with the COVID situation, he's very, very leery about meeting with people because he deals with patients all the time, which may or may not have COVID. But, it, you know, he doesn't want to get it and spread it to them or, or get it right. and spread it to us. And then right. my work schedule and then everybody else's work schedule just makes it very difficult. So we haven't even got together as a full group yet. But yeah. We'll see. I ended up I'm actually, I'm doing actually some hoodies. See, going to my uh, my former, my old band's bass player's house tonight, and it'll be the first time I've seen him outside of a show in a couple of years. So it'll be good. How long? That was Parasite Hilton, right? Yeah, yeah. How long was, ago did uh, that stop? That, like, I think the band actually, like, finally ended in probably technically like 2012 or 13, maybe. That's, but yeah, not, that sounds about right. It's been a long time. But but really we were done like probably like two thousand late two thousand eleven is it kind of petered out. Right. Yeah. But we we 
you know, when one guy leaves and you just shit, just doesn't. Yeah. That's what happened with us in misanthrope back in the day. Oliver, Oliver's not really a death metal drummer. Like his feet. I'm hoping I haven't heard him play our stuff in a long time. Um, but his feet were probably, and I couldn't give a shit about blast beats. Like if you can blast cool, there's parts that I would really like to have blast, but I don't care honestly about blast beats. doesn't mean shit to me. The feet, however, the feet are my thing. Like those feet got to be on point. They got to be steady. Those, they got to go and it doesn't have to be blazing fast. So with our music wasn't a big deal, but he ended up leaving way back in the day. He met a girl here who was originally from Thailand. They ended up getting married and he just disappeared. He moved to Thailand with her. I'm like, what the fuck? So we ended up finding um, this kid named Luca who lived in Boulder and we got him in the band. This kid, his his favorite band on the planet is Converge. And this kid, we were outside his door, knocking on the door to his house while we could hear him playing in the basement. And I mean, just listening to him warm up, I was like, we got it. We got to hire this kid. And all of our music instantly was much heavier, much faster. And I was like, this is, this is what I'm looking for. Even Steve, um, Steve, our original drummer for Imperial Eclipse, he auditioned at one point and then flaked out on us because he was going through a bunch of shit. And so when I ended up getting into Imperial Eclipse, he spent a lot of time apologizing to me for flaking out on us back in the day. I'm like, dude, I was like 20, 2003. Like, it's fine. It's Water, if I had a problem with you, I wouldn't join the band that you're in. Right. But so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, it's weird how things can just run their course sometimes. And I think out of all five of us, Oliver, our drummer, he's, he did a couple other bands because he came back at one point um, and then left again. And we had another drummer. We played one show with him and then we basically broke up because we couldn't find another drummer because drummers, good drummers that aren't already in a couple bands in Colorado right. are hard to come by. And, yeah. I mean, that was even back in the mid 2000s, 2005 was, yeah. I think our last show. Oh wow. Yeah. So I was already in the Mandrake at that point. And right. I don't, we, we got a tour coming up and that was a solid, very established band. We had actually played with them before a couple times and I liked right. what they had. So when they asked me if I wanted to join, like, fuck yeah. My and, band was fucking sick. Dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was good times. That was when I was, yeah rock star status didn't have the rock star ego but right i'd, I'd go to i remember me and addy we went to um it's either the people's fair or taste of colorado one of those things that happens at Civ- civic center park and right. it was just the two of us walking and then her boyfriend at the time and there were like a few different random times where people were like the mandrake fuck yeah and i'm like we're at a normal normal people event and we're getting recognized. Right. I was like, fuck yeah, what's up? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this it's weird. Signing yep. things. Signing things was always a weird one. Always yeah, weird I've, I've, shit. I've sent out more than a few seed cassettes. It's usually overseas. Speaking about the cassettes. Oh yeah. I almost completely <laughs> forgot to ask you about that. You're, you're How's that going? The cassette leak. Good man. So I'm uh, the first release is like I'm just gotta get the jackets printed and I'm ready to roll. How so, are you doing? Are you doing it all the printing or the, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm doing it. Made, I just, this is like just a 100% basement DIY project. I don't like, that's, I just want to, cause I bought the, uh, you know, I've got the duplicator and all that, that you know, that's cool. Cause I, I actually need to hit you up cause we might actually be on board for a small run of those, but I gotta but, get yeah. the details from you. What's the name yeah. of it again? 
the label? Uh, Alchemical Annihilation. Alchemical Annihilation, that's right. Yeah, that's like started as a seed song, and I ditched it. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to call my fucking... You should still have a song called that. That's a cool name. (laughs) Good good tie-in. But yeah, so uh, I'm about ready on that. My first... I, uh, my first release is, is going to be fun for me personally. It's it's the perfect release. Are you doing all the printing yourself too? Yeah. So I'm doing like the layouts, all that stuff. And then I, I have a printer nearby. I just send it there and pick it up. Ready to roll. Just FedEx office. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, a, it's actually a different, a different location for the same print company I used to work. For. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So just, uh, they're real good. And yeah, I just need to like the, the beginning of this year has been a bit of a fuck. So just kind of, you know, wait till things can just get sorted and I'll be on the, I'll be on the run, but I've got like five planned, five releases planned right now. So that's cool. It'll be, I'll get the first one out and then it'll be like two, three, four all in one. Right. That, and know. that's something like me personally, I couldn't give a shit about tapes. I have zero yeah. desire to buy a tape. Right. Ever, Cause I don't have anything to play a tape on. Right. I like my CDs and I, I, I respect, you know, the whole vinyl movement and everything. I get right. that. And the tape thing really takes me by surprise though. I'm like, that's, you know, I don't, I, that was when we were putting together our first release, that was 100% my attitude on tapes. Right. That was, that was, that was 100% my attitude on it. I was like, I don't give a fuck, but it seems like all these death metal nerds want to buy fucking tapes. So right. let's, it's cause let's it's cheaper than vinyl. Tapes. <laughs> yeah. And we could do it. You know, our guitar player had the duplicator, so we could just, we could do it all in house. Right. But like, well, fuck it. That's what we'll do. We don't, I don't, I don't, and the, it was my same attitude about CDs. I was like, I don't, I don't collect CDs anymore. I don't give a shit. I have some vinyl, but I also, this band doesn't feel like spending the money on that right now. That's the problem with vinyl is, is the upfront cost is huge. So, so we, but we've just done well in cassettes. Like, all right, we'll just focus our attention on that. And it's, it's like, it's good, man. But I think what it was is after I spent the time designing the cassettes and all of that, I got really attached to it. Oh, naturally. Yeah. When I got them in and I was like, oh, you know what? This is sweet. And then it just kind of. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt with the Perdition album since I did the whole layout, which the layout isn't anything. We have the front cover, which is also repeated on the the inside the liner tray for the CD and then the back cover. It's all the same thing. And then for the pages for the lyrics, it's just black with red text. I was like, fuck it. I just need to get this done. And even that, though, I still look at it. I'm like, I did a pretty good job. (laughs) (laughs) Bow down before my Photoshop skills. It's really satisfying. (laughs) But uh my my first release for the label is not a Denver band, but after that, like I think I want to do a lot of like, not just Denver bands, but like archiving older Denver bands. Oh yeah. So like, so I'm doing, I'm gonna do a release, it's like a, a double release of like all the mentally murdered stuff. Nice, nice. Like just like cool shit, you know, guys that I've known for for a long years, time, right? You know, like, like and just friends, and they have cool music that doesn't exist on physical format anymore. Like, just make cool like Denver relics, you know, like, so how does that whole process of getting it to the tape work? So does somebody send you a physical copy of it and then you burn it? No, we're just, we're just doing digital rips onto the cassettes and then, uh, yeah. And then you make that you, we just make the master from the digital and then you put the master in the tape duplicator. Zip. Yeah. Same thing for like how CD duplication and all that works. Um, right. We use disc makers to make the last album we're going to use, or the last CD. We're going to use them again for this one. And they actually have, I don't remember if they had videos about their process. Um, 
like the differences between the duplication versus replication and all that. Right. And the glass master of the replication, because anything more than I think two or 300 CDs is, is much faster if they do the replication where they make the glass master and they just stamp that shit. And they have right. a video about that whole thing. And I, I watched the video just a couple of weeks ago. I was like, that's fucking cool as shit. I had no idea. Like right. I knew the duplication was basically burning CDRs and right. but the, the replication was way cool. I'm like, that's yeah. fucking dope. And, that is you know, dope. yeah, we, yeah, we'll, we like, will definitely do a, we'll definitely do CDs for the, the full length. Yeah. I, and there's, you know, I don't really collect CDs as much anymore just cause half the time, you know, I forget to go get it. Like there's, there's bands that I'll still right. go buy a CD for if I'm at a show or something. Oh, speak of the devil. Chuck is calling me. Um, you know, I'll go buy a CD if I'm at a show. If, if a band impresses me, I'll go right. buy their CD. This how I've always been. If I like them live, chances are really good. I'm going to like them on their CD. Right. Tapes again. Like, it's just never, right. I'm not going to go yeah. buy a Walkman. I got a, another friend who is, I don't know if he's in a band at all now, but he plays guitar. Um, but he's, he's, he's a big tape collector and he's got a, at least one right. Walkman again. I think he's even got those little flimsy Sony headphones and oh, Jesus. like, that's, <laughs> you're on another level, my friend, but Right. You know, if you buy a stereo system with like a receiver and all that, it's got a CD player. Probably has a tape deck too. Yeah, no, I've I've got a fairly all right deck now that I had to buy because I have cassettes all of a sudden, which right. is fucking about as unnecessary as my Voltrons. Really, <laughs> yeah. it's not. I don't take it on the go, but I also I have some. I have vinyl as well, but I it's become only like bands that are really important to right. me, like like the big albums. But I mean, I'm not. I'm not going out every weekend and buying a fucking crate of records. Right. Like yeah. That. No, that's it's pretty, it's very, it's curated and manageable. And, but yeah, I just stopped doing CDs, but really in the modern world, I'm mostly listening to everything digitally. Yeah. That, that's, and that's almost most people like they, even almost cars now, them. most cars don't even have a CD player in their car stereos oh, yeah. anymore. Nope. My car I got in 2013, it's got a six disc changer in the dash. So I'm like, that's right. fucking cool. And I'm like, I should get an, I should upgrade the stereo to sort of like, it's got Android auto and all that shit in there and I can right. do different apps on there. But I'm like, do I want the one that has a tape or a CD deck still or no CD deck? And I'm like, yeah. I like, I still like my CDs. Like, yeah, that's fair. This is totally fair. And it's not even, I mean, I like to be able to look at the lyrics and see the liner notes and all that shit, which right. you can upload to Bandcamp and get all that stuff with them. So even if you just do a strictly digital, if you have all that shit there, right. I can get the digital booklet, and right. that's cool. But I do, I do really like Bandcamp as a platform. So I think yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. I don't, I'm not crazy about its mobile app, but yeah, neither yeah. am I. Um, but, even but the I artist do. app isn't all that great because they yeah. have the artist app and then they have the the regular right. listening app, and it's a. Uh, what's funny is there. I don't know if it's their headquarters. I think it is their headquarters. It's in downtown Oakland. And oh, wow. I, drive, I drive by it like every day that I'm there. I'm like, oh, hey, all their shutters and shit are down, though, so I don't think anybody's actually working out of there. But right. I should stop by and say hello. Like, hey, my right. band's on your platform. They're like, so? <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. I mean, it is it is the game in town, so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as it goes, though, it's pretty good. Could be a worse game. It's just, uh, you know the change in these things is natural and it's it's cool. Like, it's cool that you can just create something and like oh hey here it is right i i fucking 100 agree and i right. think like a lot of um there's youtube videos out from other musicians who talk about is it worth doing a full-length record anymore most of them say no right. they'll just re they'll release strictly singles and then maybe bundle them together as an album at some point down right. the road 
Right. Me personally, I like having the album, even if it's just an EP, having it all at one time. Um, yeah. But the problem is, is everybody, we're in a world of singles and attention spans have been shortened. Yes. And, you know, now you don't have to buy a full album if you don't want to, whereas back in the day, you like right. one song, you're going to go buy the album. Maybe you hate every other song that's on that fucking album. Like right. uh, uh, Static X, that Bled, oh, for, right. that Bled for Days song was on the radio. Right. And I was like, this song is fucking badass. I go buy the album. I was like, none of these songs sound anything like that one. Right. Still a badass album, in my opinion. And, right. you know, I wasn't like I wasted money. But there's definitely been some shit that I've bought yeah. based on one song. And I'm like, Ugh, Oh, yeah. Why? Well, just having back in the day having to just like pick something because of what the cover looks like oh yeah oh yeah you <laughs> can go either way that's like when i go way. buy alcohol like i know what alcohols <laughs> i know i like but if i want a new thing half the time i'm buying it just because i thought the bottle was cool <laughs> right <laughs> right <Fucking> retarded <laughs> yeah yeah i'm with you though i like i like the the batch of songs whether it's ep or lp that's my consumption method you know, I, you know if you have the ability to record yourself or access to uh studio right. functionality where you can do that all the time right cool do it but if you yeah. don't you know going out of your way to record a single song all the time like a lot of the uh, the tiktok guitar players they you know they can record themselves program their own drums whatever and they can release a full thing every a new song every couple of weeks they can just put out a right. brand new song you know we can't do that i i have nerve damage in my left hand i used to be able to play bass and relatively i could get away with some guitar shit but now now I can't do any of that. And, right. you know, my recording skills, I could come up with some decent digital shit, but that's right. not the same. That's not the yeah. same at all. And I thought about doing that. My, my friend Dale put out a, um, a, uh, synth wave album. Oh, nice. he, he's been working on for a couple years. He What's put it that called? Out I absolutely listen to it. I listened to so much of that bullshit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what is it called? Let me look it up real quick. Sure. Cause I can't remember what he actually called it, but it's, it's fucking dope. Like it actually is really good. It's got no vocals. Oh, yeah. I actually did a little voice acting thing on it. Um, Oh, sick. And what the hell was it fucking called? It's bothering me that I can't remember it offhand. You're good. Yeah. I was, I was talking to our drummer last night telling him about like the last six months I've listened to like far, far, far more synth music than yeah. I have metal. Like it's weird. Just been on a thing with it. Yeah. I have an episode. Um, towards the end of last year, I guess, that uh, I was talking about Gunship. Oh, dude, that band rules. Dude, they're so fucking awesome. <laughs> so awesome. So and the song that got me to them was a remix of one of their songs, and it's about the Lost Boys. And, right. Oh, yeah. With uh, the sax pits on there. Yeah. Dude. Oh. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> so fucking. I actually like the remix more than the original. That's fair. Um, and it's by another. The remix was from somebody who does really cool remixes of songs. I think they have their own shit too, but I right. I was fucking obsessed with it. And every time it comes on, I was like, I'm just going to listen to this song four or five more times and right. call it a day. But I'll have to send it to you. I can't even I, remember. It's what funny that it's about the Lost Boys because I think I've not, it's, I think that's why the synth stuff is having a research a moment because now we're all old and totally nostalgic for the eighties. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, I think a lot of that like, started with uh, stranger things. Stranger oh, yeah. Things hit, and everybody everybody oh, yeah. who grew up in the '80s was like, "Fuck and you know yes!" What? They get a lot of beef for that, but I don't I don't give a fuck. Like, give me fucking beeline that shit straight to my brain. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even I don't even give a shit how nostalgic it is. I'm like, this is oh uh, yeah, fucking bumping. I'm in Blade Runner right now, guys. 
Right, let's go. Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, let me see if I can. He doesn't have this on his normal YouTube channel, which is really weird. I think he had a, a, his own YouTube channel that he started for the synth album, and it's, right. it's really good. Um, it's just him doing everything, and right. it's thematically, I guess, it's all one big theme storyline. Oh, sick! You, you don't really catch any of that just because there's no lyrics right. or vocals for anything. But the right. vibe, the vibe for each song. Yeah ties hand in hand to the rest of it which right he, he put in a lot of good work on it i'll, I'll have awesome. to send it to you i posted it yeah please, no you're good please do whenever it came oh, out but it 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 was really good like i was like he told me about it and when he hired me to to do the little voice spot the acting spot on there i was a security guard who stops like a shoplifter or right. somebody gets into a little scuffle and uh you know in the song out of context and right. you don't really get the whole point but I right. listened to the whole thing and I was like, that that's the tits, man. You did a good job, Dale. Good job. So I'll Excellent. find it, but I'll send it to you. It's yeah, I gotta send do. you some shit anyway. So what's yeah. your favorite seed song? <laughs> that you have recorded, I should say. That we have recorded. I I don't know. I really love Moss Crotch. <laughs> and that's like it's the one we always end with live because right. we just drag the shit out of that ending. But that was when we wrote that song, it was like the, at that point it was, it was so, so funny because the intro came really quick. And then Ryan had written that before our bass player, Ryan had written that beforehand. And then when it gets after the intro part, it just stops and comes in with the next riff. And it's like the most fucking, it's the most fucking Celtic Frost fucking ripoff in the whole island. Like, <laughs> I it is, agree. Yeah. And, and it's like, we all had that. As soon as he finished playing it, we were like, oh, all right. So we're just going to do some Celtic Frost now. And Nothing it, wrong with that. No. And it fucking works so well. And the, like the energy of that song is fun as shit. And for like a doom song, it's like, it's like a little, got a little groove and it's just fun to play. That's that's what I like because I'm not a big Doom fan, but right. when Doom is done, when it's got a good groove to it, even if it, I mean, obviously right. not the whole song or anything, but right. if it's got a good groove or a really good contrasting heaviness to it, that's right. that's the Doom I like. Yeah. That that is the weird thing about like the the first EP though is it's we I think there's way more like death metally stuff on their on our newer songs. So that's because we got our second guitar player Matthew. He's just like a death metal guy. So that's been. Like it's been fun to be a little faster and yeah, like you know that's I love good. I love Doom, but it's like it's a fine line. I think that's why we like putting out shorter stuff too, stuff in shorter chunks because it, man, I my like you were talking about short and attention attention spans. That's me. Like when when something gets over that forty minute mark, I'm checked out. Oh yeah, I think that's everybody. I think that's everybody. Right. That, that's why TikTok is so popular. Vine Vine right. was really popular. Just you know, six right. second videos. You, you can communicate a lot in six seconds, apparently. Yes, you can. Something I never, ever thought about. And then right as soon as I started getting into uh, checking out people's vines is right when Vine went under. They closed shop. And I was right. like, oh, okay. And then TikTok became a thing. And I was right. like, okie dokie. That's, that's cool. And TikTok's shit. Some of the songs that I have on my Apple Music now were in TikTok videos. I was like, oh, yeah. that song's pretty badass. I'll go find the song. I was like. That's what uh, that's what's weird space. about TikTok is it's uh, all the stuff that does well on a TikTok. It's all it's not even so much visual. It's all tied to the audio. Oh yeah, like, for sure. You know, 
because you see you see you hear that same audio a billion fucking times with different with different people using it yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny because i posted the Ooh. little uh 30 second thing for our lyric video like our 30 second teaser for the lyric video i posted oh, that right. to tiktok and it got flagged as a copyright violation <laughs> so there's no audio on it copyright for your own shit <laughs> i'm like ah uh, i even had that on our imperial eclipse youtube channel when the first album was released we had uh the lyric video from the first song on there that dale okay. did and uh i was like you know i had a flag on there for a copyright claim and i'm like i own that uh, copyright what the fuck challenge the copyright and it yeah it's and none of my podcast like i upload all the uh, podcast episodes to youtube and none none of them will be monetized because on anchor Anchor anchor.fm which is the host for the podcast the intro little uh flute thing at the beginning is one of their sounds and youtube catches that and says the first 15 seconds of of my podcast i'll get flagged for copyright because of that i'm like (laughs) Okay. And I can go back and use YouTube to edit that 15 seconds out. It's not worth it. Like I'm, I don't have many people. I don't have a lot of followers. Like I don't, whatever be different if I was some super well-known podcast, but I'm not. The ways in which technology works against us. We, so seeds, Facebook, I can't run any promoted ads on Facebook because it keeps bouncing back as our name is pornographic. Yeah. So it's yeah. So our name, our name is a Facebook content violation, apparently. Wow. So we can't we can't use it to do paid ads. And then as soon as we get that email saying you can't use paid ads because of the content is pornographic, you get the next email that says, "Oh, we're giving you a ten dollar coupon off, of, you know, boosting your next <laughs> ad." And it just ad infinitum, and it can never like send in fucking requests to these people. And right. Just like, like whatever. I don't even give a shit. Fuck Facebook anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook is a absolute shit show. They're yeah, like, I need, oh, it's the worst. You need it every time. At the same I spend time, I spend too much time on there, and I get in a fucking bad mood, like reliably. I'm like, God damn it, Steve. It's wow. really easy to do too. It's so yeah. easy to do because yeah. you're just like, uh, I mean, the moment you start scrolling, the potential for disappointment in your friends, family, and general humanity, and yourself, yeah. and yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah, right. It's terrible. But, yep. I can't bring myself to ditch it. <laughs> it. It's half the reason I know anything about what's going on with any of my friends because yeah. I'm it just shitty about is. calling people. And like well, Chuck, yeah. Chuck just called me, and I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks. But you know, he do, he manages. He doesn't do social media, and right. Our bass player is the same way, and God bless him. His life must be so much better. Uh, yeah, I, he doesn't touch any of it. So. Smart, smart. Yeah. But then you see a lot of the people who uh, have done stuff with social media and right. they do really well with social media. And I'm like, oh, I, it, I will say like Instagram is far less awful <laughs> for me. I think but, a lot of that ties to the fact that you don't, uh, you know, you'll see memes and pictures and whatever, but you miss half of the commentary about right. it, which is probably why I, yeah, I spend more time on Instagram for sure. Right. Which I shouldn't spend time on any of them. Right. Twitter, maybe. Twitter's also a shit show, but I think the thing with Twitter is it's mostly mostly text and not so much memes, or at least text with memes, right. but people have full blown conversations on there and it's not always a complete fucking travesty. And right. I mean, that's yeah, just the I've, nature I've never even had a Twitter, so I'm like, eh. you know, I had a Twitter. I started a Twitter way back in the day. I hardly ever use it. Hardly ever. I just reconnected with uh, an old friend from way back in the mid 2000s who 
we right. went different directions because she had stuff go on. But uh, right. I I commented. One of the news channels posted an article, and the headline for the article was so confusing. I was like, what the fuck? And I saw it on Twitter just as like a thing, right? And so I went to go comment on it, and I saw that this person had already commented on it. And I was like, oh, they are—they took my comments. So I'm just going to reply, and it included them in the comment. I didn't even rec—I didn't even know it was this this girl I used to talk to back in the day. I had no idea it was her until she sent me an email through my voiceover website because she's working on some videos that she's doing, and she wants somebody to do the the narration stuff that she's doing. She's basically uh-huh. starting a almost like a true crime type of thing, <clears throat> and she right. hates the way she she doesn't um, she doesn't think she can read it. And she's like, and I was like, is this the same person that I knew? So I responded because I thought she'd been dead for like the last seven, eight years. So I responded. I was like, yeah, here's, here's my, my rates for my voiceover stuff and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, you don't remember me, do you? And I was like, honestly, I wasn't sure it was actually you, but how random is that? That I just happened to go reply to a news article and it's somebody I I knew back in the day. That was, that was kind of weird, but I had a, I had, yeah, I had long lost. Yeah, keep the story short. Long lost family get in touch with me via my wife on Instagram. Oh wow! Like not too not too far long ago. So it's uh it has its uses. It does. You know? It does. And like like I like looking at people's fucking toy collections and shit. On oh Instagram. sure, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just into that shit. But finding you know. the like minded individuals right. is that's really the only pro. Um, right. Not really the yeah, only I mean, pro, I mean, but that's the biggest pro. Do, it makes everyone able to do shit like this too. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Exactly. That's the best. The best yeah. way to think of it. Right. I'm determined to find this goddamn synthwave thing, and I can't fucking find it. <laughs> I'll have to go to his Facebook and try and find the name of it because it's something. The name of his channel is the name of the album. Right. And I, I can't fucking remember what it is, but I'll find it and send it to you. But I'm really glad you did this, man. It's been good good catching up. Yeah. I haven't seen you. I mean, we played yeah. a shit ton of shows together when you guys first started playing out, I think. Right. Our very played, first one. Yeah, very first yeah. one, a few other ones. We yeah. played together probably three or four times, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you got, Sounds uh, right. Like the moment you guys bust out the candelabra. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's trying to be all dramatic. But hey, you know, yeah, thanks for having that. me, dude. Because our, our stage but, show is like we start playing and then right. you know we play our songs faster than we ever recorded them i'm like yeah. man we need to slow the fuck down a little bit <laughs> right i mean ours is essentially that we just like you said just stick the thing in front of us like yeah, yeah spooky but yeah. Well, it's like there's there's other bands that uh um did you go to the uh uh, Dark Descent Records thing a couple years ago. It was like their an- 10 no, year anniversary or whatever. Yeah, no, I didn't end up going. Hit the high dive before all the drama. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dark years. The, exactly. Before everything went south for everybody everywhere. Um, right. I don't remember the name of the band. I can. They're a doom band. And they had some kind of cool, heavy, sludgy, dark shit. But most of it was... It's not the kind of doom I can get down on because it was too right. much of the droning out, super right. just duh, hold this shit out for two minutes and then get into something right. else and then ultra repetitive. But they abs- absolutely wanted every single light in the venue turned off. 
Oh, so it's a, that's a spectral voice. Spectral voice, yes. That's, yeah, so that's like the that's the other that's all the dudes in Blood Incantation. Blood Incantation. Their, their other band. Yeah, yeah. They have like three because they have a there's a death metal band. Oh like, yeah, there's Stormkeep and like, like a Wayfair. Taunton. Yeah, yeah, like a like a Tonian, like a Tauntin, something oh, well, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, they're all over it. Yeah, they got they got like five bands, and it's mostly right. the same people in each one. It's um, funny because we, we were we that whole thing with their all the lights off. We like is is funny because I remember we saw them at that big open air one in Wyoming, the oh, yeah. Fire in the Mountain, and it was funny like watching them play like. Out in the mountains in broad daylight. Daylight. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, huh. different experience this way. Somebody turn out the sun, please. Yes, right. <laughs> Fucking, right. it's got to be dark. Which yeah. you know, whatever. Like, I thought that was probably a little bit too much. Like, we have to have all the lights off. Every every light, like the bar, is on the other side at high dive of the wall, and you can't right. exactly have it dark there. You need it to be at least visible to see the bar. Right. And they they wanted all the lights off, but they got all the rest of the lights off. Just not there. So there's this glow, <laughs> the glow off right. to the side. But uh, right. Meanwhile, some bands, if it's too dark, can't see your instruments at all, and you kind of need to be able to see your fretboard. I guess. Luckily, yeah. the microphone. I just I know where that's at. Right. That's, oh yeah, being being the singer is the least burdensome position in the band for sure. <laughs> Let's load in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Right. I'm not one of those assholes that doesn't help load though. So I, I can be depending on how they're treating me. That's fair. My mood. Yeah. Oh, my back hurts today. I can't, I can't lift your cab. They're like, are you going to carry that? I'm like, Oh, are you going to do all the booking and artwork and all that? How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to go run the booth to sell our two shirts and, uh, yep. Yep. Right. All right on, man. I, I really, really appreciate, appreciate that. Oh, thanks. Jinx. Yeah. Thanks for having me, dude. This Hell yeah, man. I look forward to seeing you and hearing your new shit once that's yeah. out into the world. So Yeah, let's let's talk aside from this about Imperian tapes and all oh, that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. So I've yeah, Fucking definitely. Thanks. Right on, man. Thanks, I appreciate dude. you. Likewise. Stay I'll talk to you soon. Later. Thank, Thank you for listening to Death, Death Metal, Metal Disco. Disco.